The names of products and services discussed in this episode have been changed or omitted to protect the innocent. Or something like that. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another one bite. One is usually bigger than the other. That tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Whoa. That was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it. It's totally my natural girl. Is that supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Welcome to Health Science for the rest of us. A podcast where we take a super practical look at the body its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's Let's do do this. this. Imagine flipping through a magazine when something interesting catches your eye. It's an advertisement for homemade pillows that play music guaranteed to help you sleep better. The pictures in the ad show the pillows laid out beautifully on what looks like a hospital bed and underneath the picture you notice quite a few positive customer reviews. As you skim through the rest of the ad you also find a comment about how the pillow has been science tested and that customers with any problems can return the pillows for a full refund, no questions asked. Now, based on the information in front of you, do you agree that these pillows will give you better sleep? Do the claims in the ad seem trustworthy? What if I told you that a growing body of research supports the claim? Would you trust it then? How about if I told you that Donald Trump agrees with the claim, or Oprah Winfrey, or your high school science teacher, or the United States Surgeon General? How would you decide what to believe? Not so cut and dry now, is it? For this week's adventure, we explore popular health claims. So to be clear, Know that when we say popular health claims in this episode, or pop health claim for short, we're talking about statements or advertisements that say a product or service is good for your health. These types of claims spring up all over the place, like commercials, or your Facebook feed, or in magazines at your doctor's waiting room, and they're called popular because they're often spread through mass media since they usually invite us to commit our time or our money we thought it would be fun or important or whatever to take a closer look at how the sausage is made because time and money and also because this is our health we're talking about so here we go in some ways popular health claims are pretty straightforward right We're usually given information about something that we should try and then a few reasons why we should try that something. And we can probably all recognize a pop claim when we see one. After all, we're hip. We notice a popular claim for the first time and we get the gist. Somebody somewhere thinks that thing they're offering is the best thing since sliced bread. And if it's not the best thing since sliced bread, it's at least worth a try, isn't it? 
Popular health claims show us options for how we can feel better, take good care of ourselves, keep from getting sick, or sicker. They're widely available, and they explain our options logically, using plain, honest language. Except when they don't. When they don't. When they don't. In fact, it turns out there are all sorts of ways that popular health claims do the exact opposite. And that's where popular health claims can get dark and interesting. We're not talking Game of Thrones dark, but still pretty dark. Chances are you've experienced the dark side of popular health claims in the past seven days, especially if you like to watch TV or surf the internet. That's right, you've seen the sausage. And it told you that an all-natural carrot-based smoothie could help you wean yourself off of your asthma inhaler. That claim is 100% real. We did not make that up for this episode. It's currently floating around in places like Twitter and you can look for it the next time you're at a computer or device that connects to the internet. Without giving them much thought, Odd claims like the one that connects carrots with asthma may seem downright ridiculous to you. They just don't seem to make all that much sense. It's the more clever, more effective claims that we have to worry about. These are the ones that convince us that they make perfect sense, and they take much more effort to unpack. Until now. The really effective pop health claims share some incredibly common themes, like fast or effortless results, lots of big promises about the results, a one-size-fits-all approach, blanket statements like the idea that the product or service can cure a bunch of different conditions that don't really seem like they're related to one another, sciency sounding words, or needlessly complicated explanations, ancient remedies, ancient techniques, and Siri's personal favorite, the idea that a product or service involves a kind of secret sauce that you can only get from the people making the claim because the rest of science hasn't discovered it yet. And by the way, it works way better than any of the other options you might want to try. The reason these themes are so effective is because they come across in a way that makes sense to us. They make the conclusions and the claims seem reasonable, and they quickly tell us what we think we need to know in order to make a judgment call. But if we really stop to think about them, they don't actually make that much sense at all. Take ancient remedies, for example. Saying that a remedy is really old or that it's been around since ancient times is meant to make you think that the thing in the claim must work really well. But hang on, just because something is old doesn't mean it works. And if a remedy is very old, there's a real good chance that the theory behind it is actually based in superstition. And in another example, science sounding language isn't actually all that convincing either. Sure, it makes the claim sound more official, but it doesn't make the claim any more true. And unlike in real science communication, 
Sciency sounding language just involves a bunch of fancy words that don't actually add anything meaningful to the claim. They make the claim seem more impressive, but not more trustworthy. You should tell them that if they want to read more about how humans use big words for no good reason, they can look for the online article called 11 Words That Will Make You Sound Super Smart. You just did. Yes, I guess I did. Are we going to keep that? Sure. But how about we take a look at the whole one-size-fits-all thing? Claims with such cure-all statements seem reasonable because they involve simple or common-sense solutions. They offer us an easy go-to that we can use for all sorts of unrelated problems. But these claims make health seem way simpler than it actually is. The truth is that there are no silver bullets. Different processes in the body require different treatments because they're caused by different things. There's a reason we don't drink eye drops to soothe our sore throats or use cold medicine for our itchy skin. And any claim that downplays or ignores that idea simply can't make any scientific sense. And hey, how about those claims that use words that aren't fancy or sciency, but still distract us from the truth of the claim? Scientific breakthrough, all natural, without side effects, clinically proven, supports, as in eating probiotic yogurt, eating probiotic yogurt, eating probiotic yogurt supports digestion. These are all very effective themes and popular health claims because we hear them and we assume we know what they mean. Sometimes, though, they don't actually mean anything. The phrase all natural, for example, does not have an official definition that is recognized by the health community. Neither does clinically proven. For a while, organic didn't have an official definition either. And while words and phrases like these make the items in a health claim seem healthy, that doesn't mean they actually are healthy. So by now, it might seem like some of the reasoning in popular health claims is, well, not awesome. A big part of the problem so far is that these claims make health feel less complicated than it really is. They give us a kind of plot summary, but without telling us the whole story. Still, taken by itself, this might not be such a bad thing. We've already seen how easy it can be to take apart the logical flaws. Maybe imperfect sausage every now and then isn't so bad if you know how to pick out the bad stuff. But what about when you can't? What about popular health claims that flat out attempt to pull the wool over your eyes? In those cases, the plot just thickens because... On top of using flashy words or making big promises, some popular health claims try to sound reasonable by playing on our emotions, which seems pretty clever. But for all their craftiness, when we strip these claims down, they actually don't hold water much better than the ones we've already seen. Some claims, for example, include money-back guarantees, to help us feel more comfortable about parting with our money. But these are often ploys to gain our trust by giving us a safety net rather than proving that the claim is actually true. Another version of this is to gain our trust by providing testimonials 
or positive customer reviews. But remember, just because something worked for one person doesn't mean it will work for you or anyone else. Hell, it may not have even worked for the first person. It could have been a fluke. And are you ready to have your mind blown? There is actually an entire industry that revolves around creating fake customer reviews. It's a big enough industry that now we have websites like fakespot.com that exist just to help us figure out if reviews are legit. But getting back on topic, some other ways that health claims try to seem more reasonable is by making us feel warm and fuzzy inside. Maybe the claim is presented by someone who is super friendly or someone who really takes the time to listen to us. Maybe the claim spends a lot of time getting us excited about how great it is, but never actually proves that the claim is true. Claims that are wrapped in kindness and good feelings are much easier to trust, but that alone isn't enough to make them trustworthy. This may seem weird, but unlike the claims wrapped in kindness, some popular claims are actually wrapped in, well, something else entirely. Sometimes, claims try to seem reasonable by playing on any distrust or dissatisfaction we may have with the traditional health system. They may suggest that the reason they have little evidence is the system doesn't want you to know about them. A common version of this theme is to say that research for a particular claim is being kept hidden from the public, or that your doctor only rejects the claim because he or she didn't think of it first. Another popular version of this theme involves the idea that a claim is being rejected by the mainstream health system because accepting the claim would take money out of the system's pockets. Well, that conclusion sounds reasonable, except there's a rub. Even if we believe the suggested conspiracy theories, that still doesn't give us any reason to believe that there is truth in the popular health claim. In other words... Accusing others of being untrustworthy doesn't mean that the claim is trustworthy. And if any of this emotional game-playing sounds shady, brace yourself, because it only gets more shady from here. Some popular health claims borrow a strategy from the marketing world known as problem-solution advertising. Remember earlier when we said most pop health claims tell you about something you should try and then give you reasons to try it? Well problem solution advertising turns that formula on its head and instead starts out by convincing you that something's wrong with you, so you'll believe them when they say the solution is whatever it is that they're trying to sell. In a massive real-world example, there was a time in America when people didn't care all that much about sweating or body hair. But then somebody had some deodorant or some personal razors to sell. And after some lengthy and robust marketing campaigns, folks today, especially women, can feel like unfit savages if we walk out of the house with sweat stains or an eyebrow out of place. Well, that and health claims that start out by telling you how much you suck. We're here to tell you that just because a claim says your teeth aren't white enough, doesn't mean they actually aren't. And it definitely doesn't mean that the people selling you on your brown teeth are the same people who should help you solve the problem. You knew how your teeth looked before you saw that claim, 
So trust your instincts. Although, look out. They may not be able to help you with this even more shady thing called native advertising. Native advertising is by far the sleaziest thing we encountered during our adventure this week. Sometimes it's called branded journalism or corporate content, but it's basically what happens when a kind of fake news article is created in order to disguise an advertisement. These glorified commercials are the sneakiest of the sneaky because they are designed to completely blend in with the rest of the web page you're reading, so you barely realize it's a commercial at all. In many cases, the only way to know for sure that that diaper rash story you're reading isn't just a plug for the Pink Butt Diaper Corporation is to skim to the top of the page and look for a little box that includes the word sponsored. You may need to get a magnifying glass, but this little box is where you're supposed to be able to find out whose commercial you're reading. People who deliver health claims in this format have gone through a lot of trouble to drop their message in your lap whether you wanted it there or not. And while this alone doesn't necessarily mean that the claim is hogwash, it should give you pause to consider the motives of people who would do that to you and whether they deserve to play a hand in your health. So that was discouraging. But have no fear, because you can always avoid this drama by forming your opinion from the headline and skipping the article altogether. Okay, that was a joke. Please don't actually do that. Are there still sneaky tricks left on the list? Yeah, but thankfully, we're almost finished. Because there are only so many ways you can over the public and call it rain. I didn't really understand that. That's all right. It's an old human saying. I'll explain it to you later. Anyway, another really subtle theme that can turn up in popular health claims is the evidence plus claim equals recommendation bit. This is when some evidence is offered that supports a particular claim and then a suggestion to do or buy something follows soon after. It's a little bit like the problem-solution gag from earlier, except here, no one is telling you that you suck. Instead, actual research might be dangled in your face to make the claim seem more valid. One way this happens is through horn tooting, which is when a health claim is quick to show off surveys or research results, but fails to mention that the research was done by the same people who are making the claim. This actually makes the claim less valid, because backing a claim with just your own research and no independent studies is a bit like when your grandmother is deciding who makes the best pot roast. Of course she'll say she does, and it's not her fault. People who study their own claims are way more likely to find positive things to say about them, but that doesn't automatically mean that what they're saying is true. Public relations spin is another way popular health claims might flash research results in order to make the claims seem more reasonable. How do they get away with that? Simple. They know the public won't go back and read the actual research. Sometimes it costs money to get copies of research papers. And if we manage to get a hold of the papers, there's no guarantee we'll understand what we've read. That cannot be true. Oh, but it is. As an example... 
There's a company online that sells meditation CDs that claim to help you meditate more deeply. They mention research 30 times on their website, but when you scroll to the bottom of the page, you find that they did the research themselves and they want you to pay $15 to read it. At first, games like these may make the claim seem more formal or more impressive, but they still don't prove that a given claim is actually true. Sometimes, health claims don't even bother trying to prove they're true. Instead, they try to convince us that they are half true. The idea is that if we believe something is half true, maybe we're more open to the idea that the other half is true. It's very suggestive, but it still doesn't give real reasons for us to believe that any part of the claim is true. Wow, given what we've considered so far, I have to wonder how much of what you humans know about your health comes from advertising. Now, now, Siri, before you go giving up on humanity, remember that not everyone with a fishy health claim is out to trick us or take our money. When a friend tells you to down a shot of lemon juice to get rid of your hiccups, they don't mean any harm. They're trying to help you, and they really believe in what they're saying. In fact, some people are so passionate about helping and believe so much in what they're saying that they donate their time and energy to spreading the word through YouTube videos and blogs, and yes, even podcasts. Their hearts are in the right place, and they may not even be asking us to do or buy anything. It's just that their passion doesn't automatically mean that their claims are valid. And we shouldn't overestimate the truth in their claims just because we can relate to their personalities or their drive to share their knowledge. Well, there you have it. We've told you more about popular health claims than you ever cared to know, minus the stuff that we had to cut for time. Yeah, there's more. This rabbit hole goes deep. So if you remember nothing else, the take-home message for this week's adventure is that everyone making health claims is completely full of crap. Or more accurately, there's just so much more to this popular health claim stuff than meets the eye. Even the well-meaning ones can be pumped up with all sorts of fluff that make it harder for us to figure out what to believe. Well, cheer up. Since you've made it this far, you're now hip to quite a few key themes that you can look for the next time you need to consider a popular health claim. After all, as Paul K. Chapel would say, once you've seen how a magic trick is done, you'll never fall for it again. And if we haven't ruined you for future adventures, you can stay tuned for our episode on qualified health claims. They aren't perfect either, but they should be a lot easier to stomach. More on that later. Please tell the other humans to listen to this show so I won't have to go back to my day job. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general, or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. 
We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?